0: And open your Bibles again to Genesis chapter 24, and mark your place there as we'll look at several verses as we go through the message this morning. In verse number 4, we find the purpose of what's going on in the chapter. He says, "...but thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac." I'm preaching this morning on the subject, "...looking for a bride." looking for a bride and some of the single young men said that's what i'm doing so uh uh we ought to have a good time this morning looking for a bride let's pray heavenly father i pray that you bless the preaching of your word by how quickly the morning has gone by thank you for our time together studying about prayer in our sunday school class thank you for the fellowship that we've enjoyed with one another thank you for the good singing Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we have to recognize that all that we have comes from you, and with our tithe and offering, we say thank you. And now we come to the preaching of your word. I pray that you would bless it. I pray that you would honor it. I pray your will be accomplished in and through it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I've enjoyed this wonderful Bible story for many, many years. The story of uh, looking for a bride for Isaac. Uh, We have several weddings going on here at our church. Uh, We have a wedding uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Lewis and Faith, I believe, are the first to to get married, or the next, not first, but next. We've already had uh, some this year. And then we have weddings in April and May and June and July. I believe I have an opening in Saturday if anybody would like to reserve that. And uh, I know where I'm eating on Saturdays of the next several weeks. Uh, But it's exciting. The weddings are exciting and planning the details and going through uh, God's plan for marriage and going through uh, the blessings uh, of family. And this morning I'm preaching uh, this message looking for a bride. Now we'll tell you, it's going to take me a little more than an hour to preach the message. So I'm going to preach half of it this morning. Some of you just sighed a relief. I'm going to preach the other half this evening, all right? I'll preach the first half this morning and the other half this evening. There are four main characters in the story of getting a bride for Isaac. First of all, we have Abraham. Abraham is the one that God has made an everlasting covenant with and told him that he'd be the father of a great nation. Genesis chapter 12, verse number 3, I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse him that Curseth thee. That everlasting covenant is in effect today, 2021. And I believe that with all my heart. God told Abraham he'd be the father of a great nation. And they would be a priestly nation, meaning that all the nations of the world would be blessed through this priestly nation, Israel, from Abraham. The second character in the story is Abraham's servant. It's his eldest servant. His name is not given here. And uh, it's not important because he is there not for himself. He's there to serve Abraham. And my name as a servant is not important, but who I serve is. It may be Eliezer, but uh, the name is not given in this chapter. The third person in the story is Isaac. Isaac, uh, of course, is praying because if you've got another fellow picking out your wife for you, you're certainly going to pray. And we'll find him praying before we get to the end uh, of the chapter. And uh, he better hope uh, the servant didn't have anything against him uh, because he was going to get a bride and bring him back uh, to Isaac. Now, Isaac is Abraham's promised seed. He's the one that Abraham and Sarah waited so long for. Isaac was a miracle child. He came when it was past the time and ability of Abraham and Sarah to have a child. But God always keeps His word. So when you think that circumstances would keep God or hinder God from fulfilling His promises, God doesn't worry about the circumstance. All power is in His hands. Then we have the young lady that does become the bride of Isaac and her name is Rebecca. We'll learn a little bit about her and this evening. This is a beautiful and dramatic story and it's filled with great meaning and application for our lives. It is the story of a great man, a wealthy man, who is looking for a bride for his son. Abraham's influence would be worldwide. Abraham's name is known Even today to just about every person alive... Abraham, the father, is looking for a bride for his son. Now he did not want him to marry someone from there among the Canaanites. They were the enemies of God. But he wanted him to have a bride from the homeland. So he said to his servant, I want you to go to the homeland and I want you to find a bride for my son Isaac. He calls his servant and he tells him of his assignment. And uh, I can imagine what an exciting uh, trip that it was. He gives him specific instruction in what to look for when he goes and looks uh, among the ladies for the special lady that would become the mother of millions. Interesting, look at verse 60, if you will. Genesis 24, uh, verse number 60, the Bible says, And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Interesting verse, she would be the mother of thousands of millions. How exciting the story is. Isaac is now in the promised land with his father, and Isaac is awaiting for the day that the servant will return with his bride. It's interesting to note that the servant asked the question Now, what if I ask this young lady uh, to come with me and she won't come? What do I do? Do I come and get Isaac and bring him to her? He said, no, he said, I don't want you to do that. I want the lady that will be the bride of my son. I want her to be willing to come and accept the message you're delivering from me by faith. Interesting, interesting. Look at verse number 5, if you will. Genesis 24 and verse number 5. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be will, willing You see the word? To follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest and Abraham said unto him, Uh, Beware that thou uh, bring not thy son thither again. The Lord God of heaven which took me from my father's house and from the land of the kindred and, from, uh, and and that swear unto me, saying unto thy seed will I give this land, he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing, notice the word will and willing, it's a word you find throughout the scripture, for example, whosoever uh, will is found throughout the New Testament. If, she not, if the uh, woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath, only bring not my son thither again. He tells his servant, you're to find this lady, and I want you to find a lady that will show kindness to you. In fact, he said, I want you to find a lady that's willing not only to give you water, but also to water the camel's that you'll be traveling with. You'll find in the story that he took servants with him. He took 10 camels with him. Uh, Camels were the beast of which they traveled and they could go a long time without water. They held a a lot of water. They drank a lot of water. And he said, when you get there, I want you to go and uh, the woman that will be kind to you and uh, kind to the camel. So this wealthy man, Abraham, has given to his servant also a valuable amount of gifts. A valuable amount of gifts. And he carries some of these gifts with him. And they were, give, were to be given to the woman that would accept the invitation. Look at verse number 2. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had. So this guy, this servant, is in charge of all of the wealth of Abraham. Look at verse number 10. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia under the city of Nahor. The servant goes to the town there in Mesopotamia and he's looking for a bride and there in that town was a well. Now, there was a certain time that all of the young ladies, the damsels, they would come to the well for the time of drawing water. So if he's looking for a bride, he naturally goes to the wells. That's where the girls are going to gather. Makes a whole lot of sense. That's why some fellows came to Commonwealth Baptist College. There's some girls there. And uh, so he said, if I'm looking for a gal, if I'm looking for a gal that's going to be the bride of my master's servant, I'm going to go to the wells uh, where these gals gather. He is looking for a bride, and uh, then I like what he does. He prays. He gets to that place, and he prays, and I like this. Uh, He did what he could do. He made the journey. He went to where the damsels were, and then he said, Lord, I need your help, and that's where some of you fellows are today. I've done all I can. Uh, Lord, I need you to step in. Among the ladies that are there, a young damsel by the name of Rebecca. She speaks to the servant. And she offers him water to drink. And then she says, I'll take care of your camels as well. You Imagine the excitement when he just hears that. He doesn't make an announcement, hey, I'm looking for somebody to water these camels. doesn't do that. He just approaches where the well is and all the damsels are there and there's this virgin, young, beautiful lady. According to the scriptures, she sees this stranger. And, of course, he's obvious. He has servants with him. He has uh, uh, ten camels. She's single. She sees a man that has wealth. It's just built in, isn't it, ladies? <laughs> and she goes over there and she says to him, Would you like to have something to drink? And then she says, I'll take care of your camels as well. It's it's an interesting story of how it works out. In fact, if you go to verse number 18, we'll just read it. And she said, drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. Then when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done Drinking. My English teacher didn't read the Bible enough. She corrected me sometimes. Look at verse 20. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again. She's in a hurry. Ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. They have a good conversation and she invites him to come to their house for supper. He accepts the invitation and while they are there, I want to make note that while he's there, all he does is talk about his master. He never talks about himself. He never says, I want you to know I'm in charge of all of the wealth of Abraham. He doesn't say that. Uh, he doesn't say anything about himself. He doesn't identify himself according uh, to the scripture. doesn't say uh, anything about what his position or power or, or his tenure is at all. Uh, but he does talk about Abraham a lot. Look at verse 34 of how he testified of the father. He's at supper now with Rebekah and her brothers and father. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. And the Lord hath greatly blessed my master greatly. And the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. And he hath given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, and men servants and maid servants, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. Now, I want you to imagine you being this young damsel, a virgin, unmarried. She's talking to a man. That tells him/her that she works that he works for a man who is wealthy, and has a single son. I'd say he didn't say. Now listen to me. I imagine she was listening. My master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But thou shalt go into my father's house, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son, of my kindred, and of my father's so they have this conversation, and he says to her, Would you like to be Isaac's bride? She says, Let me, yes, <laughs> I would. If you read all of the story, and there are quite a few verses here, she agrees to go with the servant. She agrees to be the bride of Isaac. Now, she hadn't even seen the fella. Now She has imagined his father and mother and what they have. She has seen this servant and the ten camels. It's an interesting thing. They rested that night and the next morning when it was time to go back to the home of Abraham and Isaac that the brother came and said, you know what, I think this is a good idea and I agree with it, but let's wait a few days. Let's wait about ten days or so before you go. Let's pick up the reading of verse 55. And her brother and mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least ten. After that she shall go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way, send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? I want you to notice it is not her dad's decision. It's not her mom's decision. It's not her brother's decision. Ask her if she wants to go. Verse 58. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. She accepted the invitation. I've said several times of these fellows and gals around here, I said, he said, wilt thou? And she wilted. And that's what happens here. She accepts the invitation. So they begin to make their journey back home. What a caravan. Imagine this, if you will. The servant, The lead servant, he has other servants with him. He has camels. Now, in the story, you'll find he has gold, he has silver, he has earrings, he has bracelets, he has everything. He has the wealth of his master. On the way back, as they're making this journey back, and they know the purpose, they know why, and and, and all of the time they're talking about, boy, you're going to love it where my master lives. Boy, you're going to love Isaac. Isaac is a good man. Isaac is a man of prayer. Isaac is a man that loves his father. And she tells and 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 she hears him tell all about Isaac. As they make their journey and he is speaking of Abraham and speaking of Isaac by the way, he still doesn't say anything of himself and he never does. He's a servant of the master. He doesn't use the master to bring attention to himself. And by the way, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit never brought attention to Himself. The Holy Spirit came to give testimony of the Father. The Holy Spirit came to give testimony of the Word. The Holy Spirit came to give testimony of the book. And you want to be careful that you not misuse the truths of the Bible. The servant is not important, but who the servant serves is what's important. And so, He talks about Abraham. He talks about Isaac as they approach home Isaac is outside meditating thinking look at verse 64 and Rebekah lifted up her eyes and when she saw Isaac let's look at verse 63 and Isaac went out to meditate in the field at eventide wonder what he's thinking about he's getting a bride he has to be thinking about. Wonder what this gal looks like. Well, the servant's been around a long time. His eyesight's not what it used to be. I sure hope he got a good one, huh? He's waiting. He's meditating. Verse 64, and Rebecca lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. You don't blame her, do you? I mean, buddy, when she sees Isaac. Lighted off. It doesn't mean she lit a camel. That means she jumped off the camel. Some of you old smokers, you, 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 I saw Brother Fisher back there. Anyway, I don't know. She jumped off the camel. Notice what the Bible says in verse 65. It's hard to preach with some of you folks uh, falling under conviction here. Uh, For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? Notice that statement. He's walking in the field to meet the new bride. And the servant had said, It is my master, Therefore she took a veil and covered herself and the servant told Isaac all things that he had done and Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and he took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now you say, preacher, what is significant for me about this wonderful story in the Bible of looking for a bride well first of all Abraham represents God the Father he represents God in heaven Isaac represents the Lord Jesus Christ his son the servant represents the Holy Spirit and you and I we are the vessel of the Holy Spirit and he indwells us and it's our job to find a bride for Jesus it's our job to win others to Christ and let them know that the father is looking for a bride for Jesus what an exciting story that it is the father is looking for a bride for his son by the way the church is the bride of Christ the Holy Spirit the servant that indwells us the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels and you remember that the Holy Spirit has many gifts in his hands uh, represented by the servant uh, and that servant has the power to give those gifts don't miss this statement he wasn't coming looking for somebody to give gifts to he was looking for a bride for Isaac and he was looking for a bride when he found a bride he was going to give those gifts to the bride And he found the bride and she received, as you read all the story, she received many of those gifts from the Father through the servant, from Abraham through the servant. And by the way, I'm glad that not only did he save my soul, he forgave my sin. He set me free from the penalty of sin. He's given me many wonderful blessings. He's given me gifts of the Holy Spirit of God that have helped me and enabled me to serve him and to be a servant and friend just as exciting as the story was many hundreds of years ago that's exactly what we are doing today as servants that the Holy Spirit is within we're helping to find the bride for the Lord Jesus and those that come to know Christ as Savior are a part of the bride hey one day One day the trumpet's going to sound and as Isaac came out in the field uh, to meet his new bride, uh, Jesus is going to appear in the clouds uh, and we're going to be caught up together and we're going to meet him in the clouds and we're going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the work of personal witnessing and soul winning is so important. You see, Jesus is looking for his bride. He's soon to appear in the eastern sky and oh, it could be even today uh, that he would appear and call his children home you're here today and you don't know Christ as Savior, if you're watching me, you've never received Christ as Savior. You ought to follow him or you ought to trust him as your personal Savior today. You ought to put your faith and trust in him. And you and I, our work is to tell others, hey, did you know he's looking for a bride? That's why we run buses picking up boys and girls and Teenagers and men and women, and bringing them to church. Do you know He wants them a part of the bride? Uh, That's why we have gospel preaching not only in church, uh, but on radio and television and on the internet. And that's why we give out gospel tracts. It's not just a matter of something uh, religious that we do. God's looking for a bride for His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day we're going to enjoy the marriage supper of the Lamb. One day we're going to be with Him and we're going to enjoy all the blessings all the wealth, all the riches of our Heavenly Father. What a wonderful thing. I wonder how many gals came to that well that morning. I wonder how many were around there. I wonder how many thought, well, I'm not going to offer him anything to drink. Look at all those camels. If he asked me to water those camels, I'll be here all day and I've got things to do. Rebecca said in her kindness. I'm going to give you a drink of water. And as he finished drinking, she said, I'll water your camels too. Can I tell you something? It's a great joy to be a servant of the Most High God. It's a joy. Think about what he gave us. He forgave us of our sin. He he picked us up out of the miry clay. He set our feet on a solid rock. He established our goings and the principles and precepts of the word of God. Oh, we ought to desire, we ought to enjoy serving. Now there's a grave danger today. And that danger is those that are looking for the gifts but not interested in the bride. For example, there's some folks there trying to figure out how to have joy and their journey in life is to find joy. Totally misunderstood what the gifts are for. The gifts are for the bride. My journey is not to find joy. My journey includes joy as I serve him. I'm going to preach that message tonight. I want you to hear how to find joy and peace and gentleness and faith and meekness and temperance. All of the gifts. And many folks, hey, if you, if you uh, advertise, I'm going to teach on the gifts of the Spirit. A lot of folks come there interested in the gifts. But the servant wasn't looking for somebody to give gifts to. He's looking for a bride. I'm glad this morning that he came to me, aren't you? aren't you glad he came to you? Stand with me if you will. You may be here this morning, you don't know Christ as Savior. You ought to trust Christ as your Savior this morning. Some will say as her brother, that's a fine thing to do, but let's wait a few days and can we wait at least ten days? And they said, well, ask her. And they asked Rebecca, will you go with this man? she said, I will go. And she left then. Today's the day of salvation. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of the word of God to our hearts and minds. May each of us see ourselves in this story, our responsibilities and our privileges as well. May we see it is our job to be filled with the spirit that we may do a work for you. And I thank you for the day that you came to me. I thank you for the day that the gospel was presented and the question was asked, would you be willing to receive Christ as your Savior? I pray if there's one here today or watching today that has not received you, today would be the day that they would receive you as Savior. Bless your invitation in Jesus' name. Amen.